Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's show is titled, A Romantic Partner Does Not Complete You. And we will discuss how to avoid falling into the expectation trap where we have these grandiose expectations of what a partner will bring to our life. And instead, I will bring forward seven powerful questions that will really bring reality versus those expectations and what we can expect and how we need to show up individually to have an amazing relationship. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having an amazing day, morning, afternoon, evening. It's early morning here and I'm recording. It's just the start of November. So just a couple months left in the year and that's pretty huge. You know, and there, there tends to be a tendency of slipping or falling into more of a relaxed mode by the end of the year. You know, we're all looking forward to Christmas and the holidays and a lot of people start to slack off or fall into that vacation mode even a bit early. But just having a couple months left in the year, it's important to push through and keep driving, keep your goals alive, keep momentum flowing. And I I set a goal at the start of the year to record 52 episodes, uh, 52 podcast episodes, and that's that's almost once a week. Um, And I'm going to be extremely close to that. And... Uh, that's that's huge. I thought it was a, a goal that was way out of my league. I didn't know if I'd have the time to do that, but I just stayed committed and I will attain that if I carry on to the very end of the year. So that is my intention. And it's also my 30th birthday at the end of the month, which is also pretty huge. You know, that's a big number for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't like turning 30, but I'm actually ecstatic about it. I'm pumped to be in my 30s. I think that's where I'm really going to excel and really kick it into high gear. And I'm looking forward to every year and to growing through every year and becoming a new individual through every year and evolving into a better version of myself and just experiencing more of life. So I'm extremely, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. But today's topic, um, going the other way a little bit, is titled, A Romantic Partner Does Not Complete You. You know, and and I see so many relationships fail or even just relationships that stay on the surface level. Um, And a lot of people, I also see a lot of people and hear stories of a lot of people who are scared to get into relationships. Um, but just a side note that something that I've learned from coaching and in my coaching practice is that everyone is whole. Um, and if they don't feel that way, you can work to become whole on your own. So I think there's a misconception of or false expectations that when we get into a relationship, that will complete us. That's that missing piece that we have. That's that void in our life. That will fix everything. That will mend all of our problems. But that is the complete opposite way of looking at it. Um, Instead, we should try to come into a relationship um, without the expectation that it's going to fix our problems. And we should have the self-awareness 
of maybe what happened in our past relationships, what didn't work. So we're aware of what was going on before we step into that new relationship. And all this information is a lot of stuff that I was not aware of coming into a relationship. And I experienced a lot of turbulence, a lot of disruption, you know, a lot of, I had to shift a lot of paradigms. I had to change my perception on the way that I thought a relationship, what a relationship was going to bring to me. You know, I fell into all these traps and I had to trudgingly work through a lot of things at the start. But my intention, especially this episode, is to help bring awareness on how we should maybe prepare and let go of these absurd expectations that we have of what a relationship will bring to us. So I want to start by saying that there's no perfect match. Well, at least for 98 or 99% of us. I'm, I'm sure there's the unicorn couple that are just this perfect match and everything is amazing all the time. But I want to say that's not the reality. You know, we might, <laughs> we might perceive that as the reality because of all these movies out there and social media and everyone only posts their best pictures of themselves and how great their relationship is and how amazing their life is together and that they're just this perfect fit. And then that gets us looking at our lives and our relationships and we start comparing and we say, well, what the heck's wrong here? Why don't we have that? And we're always looking for that partner who's going to check all the boxes. You know, are they athletic? Do Are they pretty? Are they handsome? Are they intelligent? Are they smart? Are they loving? Are they caring? You know, we look for this superhuman and we, we don't want to accept anything less. But really, when we're looking to check all those boxes, that is the definition of surface level. Um, and you know... Even at first, Jess did not check all the boxes for me. There were some things that weren't checked because I had this, again, checklist of all these expectations that needed to be had. But, you know, I didn't realize that that wasn't important until we got into our relationship and we got to the depths of it, you know, beyond the surface level. There's a lot more beyond that surface level. And there will not be a partner who magically makes all your deep-rooted issues or insecurities go away. You know, um, all of that still exists. And we think that this person who checks all these boxes is going to magically remove all of our insecurities, all of our deep-rooted issues. That's just going to make us a better person. That is such an unfair expectation to have. Whether we're aware of that expectation or not, that's kind of what we have, you know, we think we're going to get into this relationship or that this partner should make our lives amazing, that every day should be great, you know, and we put so much false expectation onto that other person that it inevitably causes a lot of friction. And, you know, once that honeymoon, we talked about the honeymoon phase in a couple episodes ago, but once that honeymoon phase is up and that initial spark of those neurochemicals getting released and that amazing connection at the start, once that's up and starts to fade away, um, you know, all these problems tend to surface in each other and now they're brought forward to one another and it's like, okay, wow, now this is real. And once they surface, 
in many times, it's usually the end to that relationship or these things kind of get brushed under the rug and don't get discussed and your relationship stays at a surface level because it's easier not to face and it's easier not to bring that to the table because it may cause more conflict. It may cause more, you know, uncomfortable emotions and feelings and it's inevitably going to be more work to navigate through that. So we just stay on that on that surface level. And a commonly played out scenario is, you know, whether we're desperate to find a partner because all of our friends have a, a relationship or, you know, we, we're feeling lonely or whatever it may be. And we're desperate to find that partner. And all of a sudden we meet, we meet someone and, and we start to get feelings for them and we fall in love and we experience those amazing feelings, that connection, that bond and everything's amazing. Oh, now all of a sudden, what, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to get married and we get married. After we get married, what are we supposed to do? Have kids. Okay, let's have kids. Yay. You know, and all this is progressing so fast. But then, uh-oh, all of a sudden we we realize we haven't confronted all of our issues. We haven't gone to the depths in order to resolve our internal issues and really make sure that our relationship is able to flourish and be amazing and um and we we tend to fall in that comfort zone and i truly believe the comfort zone is the killer to fulfillment the comfort zone is where we're just coasting living day by day over and over again and this again is my interpretation of what i've seen in relationships and also based on the research and readings that i've done and what resonates with me and also kind of seeing what would happen in my life if I if Jess and I didn't go to those depths. I believe that's how it would have played out. And me personally, I don't want to be robbed of fulfillment. I want to face all of those things that are difficult to face in order to live a more fulfilling life and have a more fulfilling relationship. And Jess and I on regularly have these deep conversations, sometimes three, four hours on the weekend, and we go into the perception of our own lives to let the other person in. We, we talk about how we, we see the world, you know, how we saw the world in high school and, and how, how that made us feel and why that kind of why we've acquired these habits and personality traits based on how we view the world. And we really understand each other on a way deeper level. And that, that gets brought into, okay, well, that's why I have this insecurity or that's why these things trigger me so much. And we fully understand each other to a way deeper level. And then that enables us to navigate life so much easier because we know why things trigger each other. We know why that bothers you and we know why it's a big issue. And it just makes it so much easier and it doesn't just spark these problematic reoccurring issues that we don't even know why they're issues. And on the note of, you know, waiting for someone to complete you, I can tell you that Jess sure as shit didn't complete me. You know, I had to continue to work my tail off to grow and achieve wholeness, to complete, to feel complete on my own in order to live together with happiness, harmony, fulfillment, and support. And that's not to say we do every day or do that all the time, but that is our goal. And that's what we're improving ourselves to get to. But in order to do that, we need to individually work on ourselves to be able to come together together. Um, 
and, and, and be better together. And when we're both developing as individuals, that amplifies what we can experience as a couple. Our partner does not develop or grow for us. That is our responsibility to do on our own. And the truth is, no one should ever enter a relationship hoping it will make them whole or eliminate their problems. A relationship might temporarily improve your self-esteem, your self-worth, your identity issues, but it does not permanently fix them. And each individual needs to continue to grow and work through their own difficulties, whether before relationship or while you're in one. And there's a couple's therapist uh, named Esther Perel. She's, she's well-established and well-known in that field. And she's, she's a very uh, talented and expert in that field. And she says, asking a partner to meet all your emotional physical and mental needs goes far beyond what they should be responsible for. It's unreasonable, unfair, and that's a burden. And that will lead to turbulence. She has a quote that she used in one of her podcasts that I wrote down. She said, so we come to one person and we're basically asking them to give us what once an entire village used to provide. Give me belonging, give me identity, give me continuity. But give me transcendence and mystery, and all in one, give me comfort, give me edge, give me novelty, give me familiarity, give me predictability, give me surprise. Just listen to that. And whether we're conscious or aware of it, that's kind of an underlying current of expectation that we have of what a relationship will bring to us because whether it's because of society whether it's because of social media whether it's because you know that's what we think we're supposed to do we're supposed to get a partner we're supposed to get a house we're supposed to get a family we're supposed to have kids and all is supposed to be amazing but what we what what is missed from that picture is the reality of the work and the reality of facing our fears our insecurities our troubles that we need to navigate through as an individual and as a couple and Esther Perel in that quote is, you know, give me this, give me that. There's a lot of give me that. And that's what we expect. And we're not flipping it and saying, what can I bring? How can I be complete in order to live a more fulfilled life in a relationship? You know, that gets over overseen because it's easier and more appealing to think about how amazing this will be and just have that expectation and hope that all will be well. But that's not the reality of it. And I believe a partner can do a lot for you. And I've listed a few things and what I think some amazing aspects are that a partner can bring for you. And the first one that I put top of the list, and I would have never thought of this going into it because I didn't have the awareness. I didn't educate myself. I just had those false expectations. And that led to a harsh reality of a lot of work that I had to do internally and as a couple to make our relationship work as well as Jess did too. But I think a partner can shine a light on our insecurities, our vulnerable points, our weaknesses that can be improved on, you know, and she shined a massive light on that. And it, it, it's almost amazing that we weren't a perfect match, that we weren't a perfect fit right from the get-go in our relationship she was very open to, and, and and made sure she was heard 
that, hey, you know, communication, open communication, full vulnerability. I need to know what's going on to the depths of you, you know, what's what your thoughts are. I need we need full communication. We need this strong bond. All these things, you know, you can't hold in emotions. All of these things in which I was not capable of doing at the time. I was like, holy shit, I'm screwed, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be screwed in any relationship if I don't face these. I've only had one other serious relationship prior to this. And everything she's stating right now is everything I didn't do in that relationship. And that relationship didn't end well and didn't go very well. Mainly probably because of me. You know, I wasn't able to open up. I held everything in. I was, <laughs> I had no communication. She probably never knew what was going on. She probably didn't even know who I was to a deeper level. You know, I, I hid all of that. So I knew it would challenge me. But what it did was shine a light on my insecurity, shine a light on the, the, the parts of my life that I was scared to be vulnerable with, you know, my weak points. And she really, really did put that... Uh, put that spotlight on that but I had to do all the work to be able to improve those things so I, I think that's one of the most important things in a partner in a relationship they can help you see things that you might not be able to see you know because at first I didn't even know that was a problem I just I was just prepared to live life that way but until she really you know put a highlighted those those things and and that made me realize that hey you know what this probably isn't the best way of living it doesn't feel good when i hold everything in maybe maybe i can do some work to improve these things and i don't think i would have done that without being in a relationship without having that partnership to to really show me that uh you know that's that's not the best way of living so i think that's number one what a partner can do for you uh number two is love that is reciprocated. You know, I think as human beings, we all search and, and hope to find a connection. And, and we have a natural sense of we want to belong. We want to fit in. We want to we grow that connection of love. And, and as humans, we all seek that. And it feels good to have a reciprocated feeling. Uh, the third one is uh, relationship can bring support. Not only on a surface level, like supporting your goals or supporting you, hoping, you know, through your career or whatever it may be, but on a deeper level, as mentioned, they can first shine that light on those insecurities and those vulnerable points, but they can also support you, you know, when it gets really difficult to face those things and they can be there for you. They can understand and you have someone to talk to, to help you through those um, challenging times to face your darkness, to face those weak points. Um, fourth one is the ability to connect with someone, uh, again, on a deeper level to, to have someone to share your perceptions and your, your view of the world, because it just feels, it feels good to be heard, you know, it's someone to understand you on a deeper level, not, not, not only to work through your, your deeper rooted insecurities and issues, but also just to understand you and, and your way of viewing the world, because every single individual will have a, a different perception of how they perceive the world. And it's really nice to know that somebody else understands the way you view the world. It doesn't mean they need to fully latch on and agree with all of your perceptions and your interpretations of the world. 
but just so they know why you have these you know why you see the world the way you do why you have these goals why you act the way you do it's just uh it's it's really helpful and beneficial for someone to fully understand you on those deeper levels um a relationship can also push you and challenge you for for goals again on surface level for goals to being or to being a better person or to challenge you as we mentioned in the weak spots and a uh, relationship can bring trust it's so important to be able to have someone you can trust in the world but you know that that gets built over time and that needs to get built from a vulnerable position below that surface level so it's it's very beneficial to have someone in this world that we can just deeply deeply trust so those are kind of six really crucial benefits that i've seen from my relationship but in order to receive these there cannot be an expectation for these benefits to be handed to you you know and at first glance these might not even be that appealing to you like we said that number one that number one benefit that was the biggest benefit to my relationship i wouldn't have thought that that's why i wanted to get in a relationship you know i didn't I didn't necessarily, I wasn't actively seeking someone to shine a light on my insecurities, my vulnerable points and my weaknesses that would bring me into a, make me into a better person. I did, I didn't think that that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for all the check boxes. I was looking for someone to, you know, put on my arm and be this perfect person and that they'll make my life better. You know, I, I didn't have that understanding. So, so that aspect might not be all that appealing but man is it going to bring a ton of benefit into our life but it's our responsibility to create the those those appealing aspects and to to manifest them and and there's a good chance that they're not going to come naturally just like a partner does not complete you you know this is all the work that goes behind the scenes so instead of necessarily looking for all those check boxes or once we do exit that honeymoon phase and we start to be confronted with our insecurities and these these troubles um we need to have the awareness that you know our relationship isn't doomed or there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you you know there there's always going to be these troubles there's always going to be these challenges but just keep in mind that the only time you lose or the only time that this is doomed is when you quit you know there's nothing wrong with you. Um, we all have the ability to work out our differences. And as mentioned, we're probably not going to fit into that one or two percent of the perfect match. So we need to we need to work at uh, at, at building this relationship. And we during our relationship, we need to keep our individuality. It's important to keep our who we are and uh but it is possible to choose a relationship identity you know what what do we want our relationship to look like and that's our responsibility again to formulate that and bring that into to our life but we can't have the expectation that that's just going to happen that the relationship will complete us and will just bring that to us that's such an unfair uh, expectation to have so a partner will not complete you we have these expectations and we have the reality so I've formulated some questions to help us 
navigate the reality instead of the expectation. So instead of having someone uh, complete you that will make your life happy, that, that will just make everything better in your life, you know, we need to ask ourselves this, whether it's before we enter a relationship or if we're in a relationship, formulated seven questions and they are number one what would truly be meaningful from a relationship you know not 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 the checkbox not what are they what do they need to have to be able to suit my needs and you know so i can portray my perfect relationship and so i found that perfect partner but what would truly be meaningful from a relationship number two what do you personally need to work on to make a relationship work? And again, we touched on the topic of having the awareness of what might have happened in your previous relationships. And, you know, what are some of those insecurities or deeper rooted issues that might have surfaced and you might not have confronted? You know, for me, it was my my closed inness my inability to communicate my inability to express emotions and that manifested into me becoming this grumpy person you know it, it's crazy when we when we shut down when we shut ourselves and we shadow all of our deeper rooted issues it tends to manifest into something that's not that good really like grumpiness and angriness is not good but that happened because i was holding everything in and that was the only way i was able to express myself so i didn't have that awareness but what i'm trying to bring forward is hopefully you know spike some insights or awareness within yourself to what do you personally need to work on to have a successful relationship uh, third question, what aspect do I need to be challenged on by a potential partner? You know, where, you know, I might be able to navigate life just fine on my own and, you know, get through life selfishly. But what aspect do I need to be challenged on by another potential partner to make a successful relationship work? And again, living as a single guy for a long time before meeting Jess, I was extremely selfish you know I only had to live for myself I, I didn't know I didn't I didn't need to do and <laughs> live it any other way so that was something that I needed to be challenged on was being less selfish you know I'm living with someone else now I need to take the needs of Jess into consideration and, and and you know that just that that overflowed into other aspects of my life being less selfish not only in a relationship but just with others and, and, and just navigating life in general. Fourth question, what can I bring to a relationship? Again, that, that kind of coincided with my selfishness. Instead of saying, well, what can they do for me? How can this partner complete me? But what can I bring to a relationship? You know, where's my contribution? How can I help? How can I make this great? The fifth question, other than the goal of having a family or just a partnership, what other goals do you have for your relationship? <clears throat> you know, society or whatever has told us that, as I, as I mentioned, you know, fall in love and get a house and have a family. And, you know, no one talks about the realness of relationships. But what other goals do you have, whether that's surface level or deeper goals to acquire as a partnership? Sixth question, 
What are some difficult commitments you will have to follow through on? You know, asking ourselves these challenging questions will really spin how we view relationships. Um, so what are some difficult commitments you'll have to follow through on? And that might, that might link to your deeper rooted issues or some things you need to work on. But what's something you need to be committed on and will have to follow through on to either make a relationship successful or just simply finding a partner? And the seventh question, what are your best qualities to help you navigate the diversity and unexpected challenges of a relationship? Because there will no doubt be diversity. There will be, there will for sure be unexpected challenges. So really put a spotlight and focus on, hey, what are your good qualities that are going to help you navigate this? Because you're going to need to lean on those when those challenging times come. So you can see these seven questions are really reframing us into the reality versus expectation of a relationship. And this doesn't get talked about enough. All that gets talked about and all we see on social media is the expectation of this perfect relationship or what a relationship may be. But asking yourself these seven powerful questions will really spin it and put our focus on, hey, what's the reality here? What's the reality of a relationship? Let's take away all these hopes and expectations of what we're just hoping this magical connection will be. But let's face the, the real life scenarios of this and ask ourselves these, these powerful questions. And notice that none of these questions involve expecting someone to complete you or make your life better. You know, we need to take responsibility and these questions will really help us do that. So it's our responsibility to come to a relationship whole or as completed as we may feel. Not that the relationship will complete us. And if we aren't whole, it is our responsibility to be vulnerable, face our insecurities and do the work and take the actions necessary to work through our troubles in order to bring us to a place where we can live an amplified life with a partner. I think living with a partner when you can navigate these things will amplify our life. And again, as mentioned, that brings the fulfillment, not just the complacency and, you know, living, living life day to day. You know, we're not just content with you know, going along with whatever life brings us, but we're actively putting in that work to become that best version of ourselves to really live an amplified life together with a partner. So let's put down that checklist. Let's stop looking for that perfect match or expecting the world from our partner. Our partner is not going to give us everything. We're not going to get our identity, our continuity, our transcendence, that mystery, that comfort and edge all in one. You know, let's have realistic expectations. Yes, our partner can bring us amazing things such as shining a light on our insecurities, our vulnerable points, our weaknesses. We can receive a reciprocated love. We can receive support on a surface level as well as deeper levels. We can connect with someone on a deeper level. We can get pushed and challenged. We can have someone who trusts us on those deeper levels. Yes, those are all amazing things, but a partner will not complete us. That is our responsibility to show up whole, to show up as a 100% 
complete person of ourselves. We're not going to receive that. You know, instead, ask ourselves those seven powerful questions that we just talked about. Get real with yourself. Have real expectations. Do the work to prepare yourself for a relationship or to improve your current relationship. And you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has an amazing day. Take care.